the Chinese year of the black milkshake. Welcome to Black Milkshake Comedy Podcast with me, your Kirko, and him, Ray Mack. As always, we're down in our local juicer, James Joyce, Istanbul Shakers, our sponsors for episode 47. And you can also, as usual, find us the old episodes that are uh, also on Grow Radio UK, home of the biggest selection of podcasts 24-7. Wait a minute, I'm having a smidgen of whiskey, Jimmy, with this... Guinness, cheers. That's okay, cheers. Cheers. Oh, I'll go for it. All right. Uh, this week's show is fuller than a mother wallaby's pouch, and we'll be hopping all over the place with another poem from Morgan Friedman. We've got true or false, we've got posts of the week, and of course, it's Ray's time of the month again, and he'll be painting the town red after he's finished off his monthly psychological evaluation from Dr. Brutus Himmler. And as usual, I'm looking so forward to that, you know, <laughs> In the meantime, let's go over to Morgan Friedman, who's reading a poem about the gift of life and the challenges of being a parent. So here it is right now, Shakers. Morgan Friedman. Hello, Shakers. Your kind words fill my inbox once again. And I'm reminded how blessed I am to be able to share my poetry with the world at this stage of my life. This week, I was pondering about lost youth, lost vigor, and I found myself in a deep spot wondering whether old age only leads to death or if there's another way. Anyway, I was playing War of the Gods on my PlayStation 2 with my friend Gordon Ramsay. And we started to chat, and he told me that his wife was due to give birth again. Now, Gordon's not as old or wise as I am, but he's only three years off getting his bus pass. So I dived into a world of empathy, and it took me to an interesting place. So here is The Miracle of Life by Morgan Friedman. Last week's poem. I got someone's name wrong. Late at night, I really should stay off the ball. So many sorries to Scott Allen Davis. But this week, I've been thinking of babies. From an act of love, a tiny miracle unfolds. A new life needs to be protected from the cold. For nine whole months, the oven has a bun. But for the man, it's much more easily done. I sit and muse about the miracle of life. I wonder if I need a slightly younger wife. I don't need to find one in her 20s. One baby would do. I don't need plenty. A nurturing soul. She could even be 40. Milfs are better. That bit more naughty. I've often been called a sexual visionary, but for pregnancy, it's better to do missionary. I read in the news about Robert De Niro. In his 70s, his sperm are still heroes. And Al Pacino, the man, still gets his hole even though he's 87 years old. But ponder I must, with a hint of jest. How do they manage, without getting their rest? To chase after toddlers and change diapers, too. In their twilight years, still mopping up poo. But in the leveling script of life's great play, older dads dance, in their own unique way. Making babies of their age is easy, it's said. But when the kids are teenage, Dad'll be dead. 
On the other hand, it's not only negative effects, because these old boys are still having sex. Jiggy jiggy and grinding late in the night, banging away like with dynamite. My own wife, alas, in the autumn of her years, too old, perhaps, for baby giggles and cheers. Though I'd like to prove my blood's still red, but these ideas are likely best left in my head. Even though my thoughts are still sometimes dirty, I have to remember that I'm no longer 30. My wife's a good person. I should rejoice. So I'll stay with her and not regret my choice. <laughs> they, just, they just keep getting better. Jimmy, something I have to say. Organ poems, really, they always kick off gorgeously. Mm -hmm. For the first, you know, like 15, 20 seconds, mm -hmm. you dig, you know, and you're going, oh, sweet, how lovely. And lo and behold, bang, wallop, smack, Jimmy, the abrupt endings, which yeah. are a delight to hear. They are. Mind you, in fairness, with that one, he did actually come round to uh, deciding not to trade his wife in for a younger model there, didn't he? So, you know, fair play, Morgan. Uh, no guarantee that the younger ones would want you. That's another thing, so... Anyway, <clears throat> yeah, nice little poem. He sent me two, actually, this week, Ray. He sent me an absolute cracker for uh, next week as well, which is very, very cosy, especially as the winter's coming in, you know? So, anyway. Like I said, they are... They are getting better and better. <laughs> but would you be ready, uh, Jimmy? Uh, here. Oh, good Jesus, I'm in really good old drinking mood today. Cheers. Just before we start, true or false? Oh, give me a second. <laughs> give me a wee second, with a laugh. Any crack? Any sad, oh, no? No, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest here to Ray and everybody in, uh, in podcast land. Uh, whilst Ray's drinking his Guinness and uh, whiskey, <laughs> I, I'm eating chocolate and drinking milk. <laughs> it's almost the same. Heard once is confirmed Angela Jolie was afraid uh, of filming a kiss scene with Johnny Depp because he drank mega pints. What are mega pints? Oh, yeah. mega amounts of pints. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was an extremely large glass. A big, large glass of wine, for example, which I think he did drink, actually. Right. There were always mega. Okay. Uh, Amber Heard said that Angelina Jolie complained about him drinking mega pints. Is that right? Yeah, she was afraid of kissing him uh, in the kissing scene for the tourist uh, because he drank all scrupulous amounts of mega pints. All right. Was uh, Amber Heard that one who uh, Johnny Depp was in, in court with? That summer? was. Yeah, you heard. You heard of her, didn't you? Or yes, I did. Yes. <laughs> Come on, everybody who knows about that court case. For fuck's sake, Jeremy, yeah. You really piss me off. 
Um, week. I really don't follow celebrity news, though. Well, I reckon he probably did like a shandy or two, didn't he? I would imagine. Um, and especially some of the ridiculous things that went on in that uh, court case that really did seem like it was six of one and half a dozen of the other. Yeah, I'm going to say that that's probably true. False. Oh. It was down to his mouth not smelling very fresh as the actor often smokes so his mouth has an unpleasant odour which would somewhat affect their kissing scene on that movie uh, The Tourist Jimmy Jolie asked Johnny to rinse his mouth like a good lad with Listerine as well as give him a few minutes to clean his mouth before kissing the lovely Angela Jolie oh did she really yeah, and luckily, the two had a pretty great kiss, Jimmy, mm-hmm. see, in The Tourist. And I know you didn't see The Tourist either. I've seen tourists before. <laughs> no, with yeah. the backpacks and stuff, and the Canadian ones have those kind of maple leaf things on so that everyone thinks they're not American, but... Yeah, and plenty it? of them in here as we're talking. Mm-hmm. Getting their hair done, getting their teeth done. <laughs> 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 well, but seriously, Jimmy, back to old Amber Heard the case that you didn't see the court case in theory theoretically speaking that's very rich Jimmy coming from her from a woman who shat on his bed (laughs) (laughs) I tell you something for nothing Jimster Angela Jolie never shot on anybody's bed yeah well he's never shat on anybody's bed pal Good. I mean, thank goodness for that. I mean, in in fairness, I I don't think I've ever shot in anyone's bed either. Uh, Have you, Ray? No, never in my life. (laughs) Swear on my dog. Did you ever piss in anybody's bed? Uh, I pissed in my own once. (laughs) I I had one. I remember I was about 19 or 20, and I had one of those dreams that the bed was on fire. And uh, I actually woke up with wet feet. Uh, as I was standing on top of, I was standing on top of the bed, pissing on my feet. Obviously, you wouldn't exactly call it sleepwalking, would you? But um, yeah, what about you, Ray? Uh, it goes back to a gig, uh, a performance I did in Sligo for uh, Sligo RTC Regional Technical College, mm-hmm. uh, and I stayed in a friend's house uh, in Sligo, and he had a lovely house. And he gave me a room for the night. Now, hence after the gig, I got gorgeously drunk, so I got back to his house, so I slept in... uh, He gave me his room, and he slept on the couch because he had to get up very, very early the next morning. So he uh, gracefully gave me his bed. Now, as I was pissed, I had a dream that I was actually pissing, Jimmy. So you dreamt you were pissed? Okay. Yeah, I dreamt I was pissing, so I mean, I actually probably got up of the bed... And I was pissing, and I was pissing really, really good. And I remember even opening the door of the toilet, which was, in my dream, I didn't see, it was the uh, door, the uh, two doors of the cupboard. And on the floor, all his shoes. (coughs) And some of them, you know, he had rolled, and he had folded his socks, and they were all polished as he was a businessman who was working mm. for writing. So, I mean, everything was in there was perfectly organized. 
you know, organised like myself, Jimmy, and you know, I'm a clean guy, but I pissed and <laughs> sorry, next morning he, he woke me up to tell me he was going to be still awful smelly, and the rest is history. I never, or oh, the rest, the rest is pissed. <laughs> <laughs> I never, with a double meaning, yeah, in that room ever again or that house. Well, we're still good friends to this <laughs> thing. I piss you. I shit you. Not. <laughs> her nickname. Uh, I know you didn't see the court case, but do you remember her nickname, Amber? Hard. I uh, honestly, I'd never heard of her before. I read about that news story. Her nickname was Amber. Heard. Was it really? Because she used to shit in people's beds. Tommy, <laughs> that's what it says. <laughs> it would have been the uh, the cock that comes from the ass from a, a dog. I don't know. I have to go back and uh, what? What could the um the 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 shite that comes out of a, a dog's the, the dog the dog's eggs. Yeah, the dog. Climbing. <laughs> I'm going to have to look into that story again. Anyway, at the end of the day, Jimmy, better bad breaths than bad character, which seemingly Amber heard, Amber turd, certainly had. Certainly you never did. heard of a Jimmy. No, never, never. And I'm quite glad about that as well. I mean, lay, <laughs> laying dog's eggs in somebody's bed. Okay, that's the shite to me. <laughs> acting career. His acting career started, Jimmy, on Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm-hmm. Most iconic roles, Captain Jack Sparrow. His portrayal of the eccentric pirate captivated audiences, Jimmy, worldwide. Golden Globe Award, Best Actor, you've got to know this, for his role in Sweeney Todd. Oh, you know, we'll Todd, talk, uh, Todd is another word for a uh, dog's egg as well, by the way. Is it? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I, I hope there was no connection there. Yeah, we mentioned Middlesbrough <laughs> last week, and they always talk about... the expression, uh, They always talk about going for a Todd in Middlesbrough. Sweeney Todd and Amber the Turd. <laughs> Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. (laughs) 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 Ever so subtle. (laughs) My God. Edward Scissors Hands, uh, Jimmy. Uh, And he's fluent in multiple languages, English, Spanish and French, which allows him to portray diverse characters in different languages. God bless him. Plus an accomplished painter. And is known for his extensive collection of uh, tattoos, Jimmy. Each tattoo holds a personal importance and tells a unique story. He plays guitar, drums, and piano. And he has been featured on numerous best-dressed lists and is seen as a style icon, Jimmy. No? Yeah. No, I think I think he's a bright guy. I think he's mad as a hatter, obviously. Um, he, he's been in... He's in a rock band, isn't he? I think he might even have been in a jazz band as well, but I could have... Could have got that one wrong. Marlon, not Marlon, Marlon, not Marlon Manson. Marlon Manson, yeah, I played with them. And he's Marlon great, great buddies 
with a guy who didn't look after his teeth back in the day. The front man of the post, Shane McGowan, yeah. And mm. he frequents Dublin a lot to catch up with his old buddy Shane. Mm. Uh, poorly at the moment, but uh, I haven't heard any bad news, so hopefully not. Mm. Holding his own, hopefully. Good skills, Jimmy. Mm. How many did I get? Three out of three. <laughs> Maybe next week. I've got <laughs> a nice animal one for you as well. Oh, okay. shit, not. <laughs> just when you thought the tone couldn't go any lower I think we'll go and do a bit of uh, psychotology, right? Oh my god, here we go <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Brutus Himmler is the world's leading psychiatologist From his clinic in Beltsville, Maryland He's helped thousands to unlock their inner selves And embrace all their disorders and especially hypersexual ones Himmler uses radical cognitive behavior techniques and novel polygraph insertion to get to the bottom of your problem. Brutus Himmler Psychology Working out your inner psyche Rectal polygraphs up your hiney No more lies when it's up your bum Solving problems we get the job done Brutus Himmler's Institute of Psychology. If you're new to the show, this feature is where, after a couple of incidents involving a semi-well-known glamour model from Reader's Wives magazine called Barbara from Oxford and Mrs. O'Leary, Ray has to be probed on his thoughts and motives so that we can check on how well he's reintegrating back into society after his summer retreat at the Dr. Brutus Himmler Institute of Psychiatology in Beltsville, Maryland, and you were replaced by uh, Mysterious Desmond for a few weeks, I recall, Ray. You remember that? Yeah. yeah. How is he doing, old Desmond? Yeah, not bad, not bad, not bad. He's uh, always knocking at the door, seeing if he can come back, but... Uh, I had to steal the fucking show, Jimmy. <laughs> isn't he? Just. <laughs> well, Ray, um, it's your time of the month again, and um, Dr. Himmler has just sent his questions through by uh, Telex, coming up on my screen now. So, as normal, we just need to slide in that uh, rectal polygraph so that Dr. Himmler can see live on his screen if you're hiding the truth or telling the truth, Ray. Right in front of... God, we're actually in the back of the James Joy, so it's not too bad. Thank God for that. (laughs) Thank God for that. And we've got some curtains up as well, so people might hear the noises, but they're not going to see what's going on. I'm not sure which is worse, really. Anyway, do do you feel okay? Yeah, feeling good, Jimmy. Okay, good. I'm sure. Yeah, a few nerves, of course, as always, but, you know, we've got that choice again. It's, uh, we couldn't manage to uh, find out from Kelvin Spacey what he recommended, so we, we've just got the, the old-fashioned choice of Swarfiger or the Butter again. Um, but I don't feel as nervous as I used to be. Well, that's because good. You, no, because you're behind me the whole way. Yeah, of course. <laughs> oh, of course. Uh, you, you did seem to prefer the butter last time, didn't you? So Hell yeah, let's go for it again. Some Kerry Golds from our... Yeah, 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 why not? Yeah, luxury luxury butter, of luxury course. Butter. Um, so it does get easy. So just focus on the, the serious matters at hand and, and give it an honest shot. So you ready? Um, yeah, good luck. Okay, all right, belt off. All right, let's get those pants down. No, 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 keep keep the shoes on, Ray. It's, it's absolutely fine. <laughs> 
Keep them on. Yeah. Uh, yeah, relax. No, relax. I won't feel a thing. Okay, so don't worry. Hold on. Relax. Okay. Oh, I think she's in. Right? Are you ready? Yeah, ever ready. Okay, good. Right, just a few questions. Of course, nothing to worry about. So, number one. If a lady touches your hand gently, looks you in the eye and softly says, I have my flowers, could we leave it till next weekend? Before kissing you tenderly on the forehead, would you think that she A, was a tulip farmer from Amsterdam, B, she was too busy making bread to talk to you, or C, she was on her period? She was on her period. Okay. I think it's it's quite an, an Irish phrase, isn't it, really? That somebody has the flowers. There are flowers, yeah. Yeah, yeah. To be on the period, it's, it's quite a gentle way of saying quite That's like that, right, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Okay. So, number two. Your best friend invites himself to your house for a poker night. Now, you'd be up for it, but sadly, you just can't do it because you and your wife have taken the week off to renovate the house. Now, would you be more likely to say... Oh, you always beat me because you're better than me at everything. Or B, the wife's got the painters in. <laughs> say, the wife's got the painters in. Yeah, I think I think I understand that really because you don't want to confess. You don't want to confess to your mate that he's better at you than everything, do you? So yeah, sensible, sensible. The wife's got the painters in. Right. Appreciate it. Now, number three on a on a previous episode of ours, Logan Bogan. Do you remember him? I do indeed. Yeah. Uh, now, the Aussie TV host uh, recently interviewed uh, Tom Bruce, didn't he? But a year ago, he, he did a show for us where um, he was talking about embarrassing anal itching. Don't know if you remember. And he interviewed a bloke called um, Josh Gottesby, who claimed he'd solved his problems of embarrassing anal itching by buying a a pair of new bifocals, B, a pair of golden retrievers, or C, a pair of period pants. <laughs> Which one was it that Josh bought to solve his problem of embarrassing anal itching? Can you repeat the first one, please? Yeah, 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 yeah. So Josh, did Josh, to solve his uh, arse problem, did uh, Josh buy a pair of new bifocals? Uh, a pair of golden retrievers or a pair of period pants? Can't remember. And what's what's the first one, actually? Can you define it? Bifocals, glasses. Okay, I'd go for bifocals. Would you? Yes. If you remember, just think, if you remember the embarrassing uh, anal itching, and uh, he got, got this problem every time he was in Tesco, and he found something in Tesco that actually solved the problem, Sweat and the itch problem. Oh, okay, sorry, Jimmy. I'm going to go straight back into three C. All right. So the 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 period pants. Okay. Yeah. That's about one hundred percent. Yep. Um, I mean, the bifocals might help him to look at the rash, but you know, not much else. Um, I heard of spectacles and goggles and oh, okay. Bifocals new for me. Yeah. Okay, go on. Uh, they're those where you can see short and long distance at the same time. Anyway, uh, number four. Now, you were an altar boy, Ray. Now, you're probably familiar with uh, Leviticus 15.33. So, when 
Leviticus in the New Living Translation of the Bible said, a man who has sexual intercourse with a woman who is ceremonially unclean, was he referring to A, illegal South African gambling, or B, menstruation? Again, B, definitely, as the good altar boy I was back in the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you remember that, good. Good, yeah, menstruation, I could see that. Uh, uh, five, you're a football fan? I am indeed. And, of course, we try not to talk about sport, um, apart from toe wrestling on the show. But the European giants of football, Bayern Munich, Liverpool and Manchester United, all play in which colour? Red. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I think every, most people who know sport know that one, don't they? Uh, number six. Dr. Himley knows you pretty well. Your favourite classic novel is... Silas Marner. Dr. Himmler believes, is that correct? Yes. It's 100%. Now, was that a novel that you, A, listened to as an audiobook, or B, read? I read it, and read it, and read it, and read it. Okay. So it'd be five or six times. All right, so so we're going... (laughs) Right, right. So we're going for red here again, yeah? Red, yeah. Okay. So, seven, final question here. Now, if you've been losing a lot on the horses and your wife found your bank statements and confronted you about it and you're frightened of losing everything and, you know, you you want her help, actually. You don't want to hide it anymore. You want her to help you with this problem. So, would you say to her, A, I've got an offshore account, B, I've got a hedgehog called Dave, or C... I've got a problem. I think I would definitely say I've got a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, okay. So, let, let's just measure this up. The uh, the results are in. Yeah, just checking them, and Bruce Himmler's sending me a telex as we speak. Okay, so here are his findings. It looks like your answers were as follows. Um, she's on her period. The wife's got the painters in. Period pants. Menstruation. Red, red, I've got a problem. Uh, <laughs> and it appears that uh, Dr. Himmler has completed the latest phase of your profile and he says the results are interesting. And when he says interesting, he's, he's put that in um, inverted commas. So they seem to show an obsession, unfortunately, with the female cycle and he may be, as, as he words it, Strongly recommending another residential stay at the clinic. Now, I don't think I can read out loud what... No, no, no. I'm not going to read out loud what he's written next. No. But it, but it's it's bad. Um, yeah, it looks like the uh, podcast share profits could be down because of this. On the other hand, he does say that he can probably persuade Mysterious Desmond to make a return to the show. So it's not all bad, is it, right? No, I suppose not. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. That was that was the results of last week or the week before his illness. And now for something completely different. The November star sign is made up of Scorpios and Vegetarians. 
caught an unusual mix of scorpions are clearly made of meat and vegetarians don't eat meat. So you're the melting pot of the zodiac and the best of both worlds, as my friend Kai said when he met an, uh, a lady with big hands in Bangkok. But November is not really about transsexual prostitutes. It's really about the stars. And of course your birthdays, we've got the sun strolling through Scorpio, making you as intense as a South African rugby scrum in the glorious World Cup final last month. That we won, one New Zealand did not. So any Kiwi Novemberarians might want to hold a hacker in until next time. Ha 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 ha. A full moon in Taurus on the 12th might have you feeling as stubborn as a donkey in the Drakensberg Mountains. So pick your battles wisely. Uh, remember, Mercury retrograde in Sagittarius from the 14th could have you feeling as confused as a meerkat at the traffic circle. So watch out for those mix-ups and detours. Famous November birthdays include the legendary Nelson Mandela, who embodied the spirit of a true South African hero. Joe Biden, the American Prime Minister, and let's not forget that more serial killers are born in November than in any other month. Happy birthday to all November births. So, my November friends, prepare for a month of cosmic fun and adventure, just like sitting off on a road trip across the garden route with two divorcees, like I did recently on my trip back home. Do what I did. Embrace them both. Enjoy the ride and remember life's like a box of chocolates. Sometimes when you get the wrapper off, you know you've got the tasty one, but sometimes you're stuck with one that's pulls sif that isn't exactly what you thought you were signing up for. Nice detail on uh, November star sign. Personally, Jimmy, I've never been to Bangkok. No, like no, really? Yeah, I think you've missed it. Especially, especially those ladies with big hands. Big Jimmy, hands, yeah. as Hansi, Hansi would know. As the one-hit wonder, <laughs> Murray Head, back in the 80s, quoted, One night in Bangkok makes a hard man humble. <laughs> it does. I'm going to struggle not to cough again after that one. Bloody hell. Oh. <laughs> Black Milkshake, best posts of the week. Post of the week, uh, Jimmy. This week's post of the week, well worth a mention on Black Milkshake Comedy Podcast. Big shout out to Faye Kennedy in Essex, England, Jimster. You know the lady? Faye, I do. I do know Faye very well. Okay, here we go. As Christmas is around the corner, I thought this was quite appropriate, so good skills, Faye. Three men die on Christmas Eve. In order to get into heaven, St. Peter says, you must have something on you to represent Christmas. The Englishman flicks on his uh, lighter and says, it's a candle. St. Peter is well impressed and lets him pass. The Scottish bloke, Jimster, jingles his keys and says, There's sleigh bells. St. Peter lets him pass. Now, Jimmy, the Irish bloke, pulls out a G-string, fresh from Mrs. O'Leary. St. <laughs> <laughs> Peter says, How the fuck do that represent Christmas, pal? Patrick replies, they're carols. <laughs> As usual, Jimmy, our Patrick up to snow good. And he, and he got the final slay. 
<laughs> oh, nice one, Faye. Thanks very much. Thank you so much, Faye. I love that. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. All right, so we're going. All right. So that's all, folks. And next week, we've got travel writer Lisa Morrow's monthly slot talking about life in Turkey and the kindness of strangers. That's something that Ray and I know quite a lot about here. Uh, Morgan has another poem about the peace and tranquility of home. And Donald Trump and Chris the Talking Dog deliver you a Thanksgiving special from the Desert Island. Looking forward to that. And as always, Shakers, thanks a million for your support. Please share this podcast link on your social media. Big thanks for those who do it actually every week. Especially Ben Willoughby and Lynn Galvin. Lynn and Ben. A big hi for myself and Jimmy at the James Choice. Cheers. You're brilliant, guys. Thanks. Lots of Cheers. people do share it, but these two, it's without fail every single week, and they always mm-hmm. tag us as well. So thanks very much, lads. Uh, remember, this show takes a hell of a lot of time to make, and we can only actually keep putting it together. If you tell everyone you know to listen to it, please. Exactly. Please get those poetry requests in. Maybe a Lost in Translation story too. And a five-star review or a rating on Apple or Spotify. Yes, um, special thanks to Morgan Friedman, Hansi Curley, the Dr. Brutus Himmler Institute of Psychiatology, James Joyce, Irish Pop Istanbul, Grow Radio UK, Eamon McAndrew. See you next week, Shakers. You heard it all here today. Good. <laughs> Good skill. Black Milkshake Comedy Podcast was presented by Ray Mack and Yormer Kierko and was produced by James Kirk. No animals or copyright were violated during the making of this podcast. Black Milkshake 2023